Hold up. Straight out of Reseda, I'm a believer. You're speaking of elite, better know we truly the leaders. I steam with every dream, my king, since let it rain. It's me and my gang rolling the greatest you've ever seen. You can keep all of the scrums, the media never runs. The moment that you observe, I wrestle with everyone. Now see what you become. This ain't practical, check the attitude. Started too sweet and the bullets club in the avenue. Sabbaticals are temporary in the wing, we naturals. Every play you run, I see a ladder. You are now tuned in to DAR sports media the wrestling podcast for people who go outside and coincidentally first topic right off is going to be about going outside because that's what everyone is doing on saturday nights now instead of watching collision i know we're a couple weeks late true was in transit last week traveling to the magical land of atlanta um to establish his new kingdom. And uh, so we missed the big news, but we felt like it wouldn't be fair to the listeners uh, because uh, honestly, our, both of our um, suggestion on this subject in general is for everybody to just move on. Like it's done. If you want to feel yeah. like you won, if you want to feel like you've won, then, then enjoy the win. Like sure. If you want to feel like, all of the very clear business metrics that AEW is eating shit in now is some sort of win for you, then great. I guess you aren't really a true fan of AEW. You're just a true a fan of sniffing your own ass. Um, but it's both of our opinions that people should just move on. However, I feel like people who listen to this podcast would want us to put a little bow on it since we spent so many weeks having it be the main topic of discussion. And it is very poignant that the last time we recorded, I said my suggestion, if it were me, would be to tell Punk, you know, when Jungle Boy pulled his bullshit, to throw your hands up, look at Tony Khan, and say, you better fucking handle it, or I'm going to handle it. And it turns out, that would have been a much better idea and way to handle it for Punk, and for everyone else involved. Because about five hours after that podcast got posted... CM Punk got fired, um, which, according to some sources, I'm just going to let you all know right now, uh, fired is a way to put it. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, I think there was some 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 mutual some mutual ready to ready to take a little break. Uh, I think uh, both sides were ready to take a little break. We'll just we'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, again. As we've said in the past, um, and, and I feel like some people maybe took note of this a couple weeks ago when we say certain things on this podcast or certain we refer to certain things. It might be worth listening to a little deeper. Um, yes, true. that is a fact. Yeah, true. It's a <sighs> damn shame. It's a damn shame for AEW. Collision is absolutely eating shit in the ratings. Like, goddamn, you guys really wanted to pull this when I have all these other reasons to go outside. When I would have had to been like, well, Punk's on the show, so I'm going to tune in. But I have all these other reasons, and you guys got rid of him. Uh, bad timing. Bad management. Company is now losing millions because a bunch of adults and people with leadership positions who get paid to be in leadership positions, whose literal job is to deal with personnel issues and keep the roster straight and make the company money could not sit down 
have a talk. Keep their shit together. Final bow on this punk situation. They're true. Uh, I'll put it like this. CM Punk was the uh the probably the biggest moneymaker in AEW from a you know merchandising standpoint. He was helping move tickets, um, especially for collision, which let's be honest, collision ticket sales have not been great since the last two weeks. Um it will not be any better <laughs> as time goes along. And I don't think that people really have anything to really care about. Brian Danielson is great. Let me just point this out. Brian Danielson is great. I love Brian Danielson. Uh, I did finally catch the match with him and Starks while my daughter was in school. And I went back and, you know, watched, I found a, I won't say how I watched it because I definitely didn't order the pay-per-view. Um, found a way. I found a way, as, as, as I always do in life. I found a way. But I don't understand. Danielson coming back does not like, oh, it replaces Punk. It doesn't. Danielson coming back while Punk was still there, that's where the money is. Because yeah. now you have two larger-than-life superstars who are not actually larger-than-life, but you have two larger-than-life stars who have you know been prominent faces in the other company and prominent faces in AEW, and now they're both working to you know working at the you know on the same show on Collision. You would absolutely like. Let's be clear. Danielson was going to be a part of Collision regardless of if Punk was fired or not. That's kind of not like a oh I'm dropping something or whatever, but. Like, it's just Danielson was going to work on Collision. I fully believe if Danielson did not actually end up um, injured, I, I think a lot of people are talking about the Nigel McGinnis match at all, all in, and I'm sure that was going to possibly happen. But I'm almost 99.9% sure Punk and Danielson were eventually going to have a match in the next three or four months. I'm almost certain because Danielson has said himself he has a list of people that he wanted to work with before he retires and uh, and work with again. And I think 100% Punk was on that list. I I don't think Danielson fully agrees with Punk being fired probably either. You know? Um, so, you know, as far as I can say, as far as Punk, look, AW, I said it on Twitter, and people took it seriously because you fans are dweebs, y'all losers. And uh, people were like, oh, I said, WWE's back. The dub is in the mud. So I was like, oh, you just got to make it all about AEW. You just, you're just mad. Are you making CM Punk left? Oh, you're just mad. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, bro, like, shut At up. least someone's making it all about AEW because i tell you who aren't anymore. Viewers on TV and ticket buyers. Because the company's cold, like the company's so cold right now, and it's not like, and, and it's not an indictment on 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 the, the talent itself. It's an indictment on the person that runs everything. And once again, um, you know Tony Khan. Um, I know you sign off on the checks and everything, so you can keep them coming, buddy. But um, Tony goes on on collision and says i was in fear of my life because of five foot eight cm punk 150 150 pounds cm punk like come on man like punk with a bunch of security there and all that stuff like punk was really gonna do something to tony like it, it, it that that was terrible 
That was just the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say. I actually thought it was embarrassing uh, for him. Um, one hundred. He didn't mean. He didn't mean that. He wasn't afraid for his fucking life. He was just. Oh, saying no, yeah, like, he, it, he's it, just saying what he thought stupid. he needed to say to try it's, and not get the Chicago crowd to just destroy the fucking weekend of shows. But you know, it's crazy to me, and the thing I don't like about AW fans is that people are like, "Oh, look, Pepsi Phil made him feel this way, and Pepsi Phil made him feel like shut up, like God, like." Can we stop? Like, is this, is this like, like, what are we doing here, man? Like, like, Punk should be on AEW right now. And the problem is, and this is the real problem. There's a story that came out about CM Punk and the Young Bucks at All In. I would like to confirm several things. And I know a little bit more about the Punk and Bucks interaction than most people because I heard it directly from people who were were there (laughs) and watching it and saw it happen several times. Punk and the Elite interacted at All In briefly. It wasn't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't remember anybody saying he said, let's make history. Um, But they were all kind of around at the same time. And I think this is the problem. Collision and Dynamite with the Young Bucks, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, FTR, John Moxley, all on the same show together. Like, even if you want to split it up, having them intersect every now and then, oh, Punk's going to be on Dynamite this week. Oh, we could do CM FTR versus the Elite to actually draw people in. We could do CM FTR versus Daniels and Moxley and Claudio. These are things you could have done with these guys to build up and give them, you know, uh, give it more excitement. And we've got none of that. And I think that's the problem is that keeping Punk over here away from the Elite for two months. And then finally, out of nowhere, they interact with each other at the biggest pay-per-view ever. But they also, three days before, turned down a meeting to sit and talk. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. This is all stupid. And it's a waste of time. And it's just like, you know, the tribalism and wrestling, I, I'm tired of it. I've said this several times. I have no allegiance to any company in terms of my fandom. If you ask me who professionally I will support, professionally I'm going to support AEW because they've signed off on several checks for me. Um, you know, I'm a part of that. You know, I'm a part of the AEW music brand in terms of, you know, being a part of it. So I will support it in that sense. And I support all my brothers who also work with us in AEW, like fellow artists, rappers that have been on this show. And, and that have, you know, the, the, Eric, you've been on podcasts with some of those brothers too. You know, we support like my guys like Blizz and, and you know, Mega Sparks, Mega Rant. But I don't have any allegiance to WWE or AEW as a fan. If neither one of you are captivating my, my, my attention, I'm not going to support it blindly just because. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do because I like any dip. Like, I don't care. When CM Punk returned, I was in Chicago for the first dance. I went to Chicago the first time I ever traveled and the only time I ever traveled for wrestling. I was there. And then I went back from Chicago to Atlanta and I watched 
the 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 was it the dynamite after rampage and you know what headline that dynamite you probably don't because it was so forgettable but it was malachi black versus brock anderson yeah and it was the in the show itself had griff garrison on there and it's like people nobody care about this is the problem with aw tony khan is not a person who capitalizes on momentum let let that be clearly shown that the biggest example of that is that we've never and we probably never will get cm punk versus kenny omega cm punk and ftr versus the young bucks or even something crazy like cm punk and daniel bryan brian danielson whatever you want to call him versus the young bucks i would have liked to have seen that because that's something different that was punk four years ago when he was before he was even back in AEW, I think he said something to the effect though, I, I would have loved to have teamed or or even two years ago when he first got there, I, I would love to team with Brian against the Bucks. That you know, that's something that I think people would have wanted to see. So there's so much going on in AEW right now that doesn't interest me. Like, hey, Big Bill's cool. I could care less about seeing him versus Moxley. I could care less about seeing Danielson and Claudio against Starks and Big Bill. I don't care about that. Like it just doesn't move me. You know what I mean? Like, like I wasn't clamoring for it. And I think I didn't care about, I'll be, I'll be honest. At all out, I didn't want to see another punk versus Starks match. I did not want to see it. I'm glad we got Danielson versus Starks. I'm glad because that was a better match than I think Punk and Starks would have had. But I didn't want to see it anyway. I didn't want to see Punk versus Starks. You know, Punk versus Max, there are some some things there. Um, uh, Punk versus Max, it could have happened. I'm, there's a reason why I didn't. I know a few things. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't enjoy most of what I see on AEW. And it's not a knock on them as an entire company. It's just currently right now they're cold. And it happens sometimes, man. You know, like, this is professional wrestling. WWE was cold from, like, 2020 to 2021 and you know they were cold for most of that and the, the thunderdome era was terrible and then it came out of that and they still had some terrible stuff going on in there i mean i just saw somebody i mean a, yeah a tucker right before... what was it tucker otis and tucker somebody yeah. showed the tucker turn heel on otis and costing the money in the bank briefcase i was like what the hell what the fuck is it? like what was that like why would you ever tucker that's who you were gonna push like it's dark times, brother. And AW, they are going through dark times, but you can fix it. Tony Khan can fix it. A band-aid does not fix a large gash. You need stitches. You need stitches. You don't need a band-aid. You need stitches. And there's a way to fix this. Just because someone's fired doesn't mean they're completely gone from a company forever. It was a good example with uh, mentioning Brian Danielson earlier on. If we all remember him choking out uh, Justin Roberts, getting fired. And a lot of people don't don't realize, me and you are a little bit on the older side, so we remember. Boy, especially like territory days, uh, 80s, 70s, golden era, 90s, the Monday Night Wars. Uh, Firing somebody was basically akin to a suspension. They people used to get fired and brought back six months later all the time, just because 
people get fired doesn't mean they can't be back. Doesn't mean, I mean, maybe now in this new soft ass generation where everybody, you know, files fucking pages and pages and pages of hurt feeling reports and, uh, you know, he just holds down to that shit forever. Um, but for the vast majority of the time that professional wrestling has been popular on TV, people getting fired is just the way of the fucking world. And it doesn't mean they won't ever be back. Um, doesn't mean that they won't be back fairly soon. Um, that's my guess or take my assumption. Um, I think everybody just needed a little, little cool down period and to reassess what they really want to do and really want to be, uh, both sides of this, of this situation. Um, I'll, so tonight, of course, is allegedly the last time we'll see Jay Cargill on uh, AEW TV. And I did not know this was a thing, but there's a promo that just went on TV. And in case you didn't know, there was a fatal four-way for the winner um, going on to face uh, Soraya at Grand Slam this upcoming week. Tony Storm won that, as she should, because Tony Storm is great. And I Tony Storm should beat Soraya because Tony Storm is the best thing they have going right now in that women's division. I I figured for all the fucking world that's what was gonna happen at all out. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I guess Grand Slam is supposed to be a big event too. Uh, uh the ticket sales uh kind of disagree yeah. with that. Uh, but yeah. um Tony Tony Khan's buying tickets. He's like, Oh, we had our most tickets moved today. And I was like, Yeah, buddy, sure. Yeah, pal, sure. Sure, I believe you. Now, to make matters worse, Chris Statlander is going to beat Jay Cargo. She has beaten Jay Cargo. We're 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 recording this. If you're listening to this, because you're just the day of collision, obviously. But we're recording this as Rampage is going on. So I'm going to read you this part of a promo. It says I am the definition of champion material. Who said this in the promo on Rampage? It is none other than the Suscobus herself, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh, yeah. Let's get Burt Barker on every fucking show. That's what we need. Even more. She just said, I challenge the winner of tonight's TBS title match. So are we going to see Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander? Or Jay Cargo. Obviously, Jay Cargo's not winning, so you're going to get Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker tonight on Collision. Tonight, when you're listening to this, you're listening later on tonight. If you watch it, Britt Baker, CM Punk is a lot of things, but what he's not is dumb. And he kept Britt Baker off of Collision. And and, And I can confirm he did not want her there. And if you know why, it's because let's go back and look at the sessions with Renee and Britt Baker's talk about what happened at All Out in 2022. She said a little bit, of, a lot of underhanded stuff about Punk in these little interviews. And I can confirm several people in AEW don't like Britt Baker. And I ain't just talking Thunder Rosa, brother. It gets deeper than that. Not going to say names, but it gets deeper. So if that's the case, how does Rebecca keep getting big matches, title shots? How? Well, if you're friends with the boss and all friends wrestling, you get 
opportunity after That's... opportunity after opportunity. And that's the problem. Well, somebody who's going to be seizing upon an opportunity of going back to what we were saying, uh, considering both sides of what they might do. News dropped this week, old uh, SRS and Fightful dropping the news that Jade Cargill is expected to be wrapping up with AEW and most likely heading to WWE. Um Thoughts on that? You go. You can go first. So I can let this be known. About a month ago, I was reached out to by several people who happened to work in AEW. What they asked me? <laughs> what they asked me was, what do you think Jay Cargo should do when she comes back? My my statement, she should come back as a babyface. We've seen her several times over as a heel now. People like her. Give them, give them a reason to cheer her. Should be good to go. This is probably a month ago, less than a month. When she returned, she took out, was it Robin Renegade and, and whoever? And it's like, she then laid out Statlander. She's putting over Statlander. And I just can't help but wonder if this is a very similar situation to Cody. And I hate to say this. And I I, I don't want to imply that this is the reason. But I was told a month ago that Jay didn't really want to come back as a face. Which is fine. But also, you've had two years being a, a heel. You gotta switch it up. But imagine going to WWE where you're gonna be this big, tall, you know, like, athletic woman and they're gonna end up making you a heel, probably. You're gonna go after their baby faces. And you're going to get paid more money. I mean, look, man. There's there's a girl there right now who's tall and jacked and gorgeous and is a baby face. And she has zero character, zero heat, zero fucking anything. Raquel Rodriguez. Jade Cargill is, how do I say this? A different, she's very special. I'll just say that. She's extremely special. So I'm not saying so that many her, ways. her magnetism and her star power are on the same level as, as Rodrigo guys. But in a place like the WWE, that's what they fucking do. They don't care. You are what they say you are. And your actual ability to rise above that might get noticed eventually. But I just don't. I just don't buy that they're going to put her in that position. And I don't understand because I thought before she said she didn't want to go to WWE because of the family situation and the schedule. That's not any different now. And I just have zero faith in their, in their ability to, to actually do something with her and put her at the level that she deserves to be. 
I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, I, you know, and hopefully I'm sure she will. Hopefully she'll be on a pod someday and kind of break down her reasoning for, for what made this more than a lateral move at best for her. Well, one thing I'll say about the Jay Cargo situation that doesn't make sense to me is Jay Cargo has fought no one in AEW. Let's be clear. Statlander is probably the most serious opponent she's had. Yeah, fuck, Otherwise, man, we're so close to getting Mercedes in here and like having the dream match. Russell Dream, that's what the show's called. God damn. It, it's it's weird too, right? Because this is a this is a problem I have with AEW in general, and I and and I've said this over the last year or two. Instead of going with what makes sense, Tony Khan overthinks stuff and tries to go like, "Oh, people won't see this coming, and let's do this," or "No, this is a bigger idea." And I've said this, you know, I'll never forget. I was talking to somebody about Punk versus Omega. And they were like, well, where's the money in this? Where's the draw in this? And I'm like, the fuck do you mean? I was like, what? And and they're like, oh, the match probably won't be that good. I'm like, these are two of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. They will find a way to make it good. Because that's what professional wrestlers do, especially the greats. So it doesn't matter if, oh, if if Omega wants to go 30,000 miles per hour and Punk is trying to slow it down. That's why you sit down, you talk about it, you figure out what works for you. You call either call it in the ring or you don't call it in the ring, whatever. So it's like when you see that, it doesn't make sense sometimes because I don't want to see Soraya versus Mercedes Monet. Although I feel like that's part of what, what we're getting. I don't want to see that. I could I could go for Tony Storm versus Mercedes Monet. I could go for that. You know, in several ways I could I could go for that. But I think that's the problem. Instead of doing what makes sense, they do what like doesn't work. And with Jay, the Anna Jay feud, the time uh, you know, Time Mellow feuds, the 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 Statlanders and stuff like that, like those are cool. Yeah, they got like they put her with so many, I don't want to call them enhancement talents because that's not, but it was so many challengers that was like, this is we're building to something. You build past these like a pyramid. We build past these girls to get to the big money matches in the end. And then those matches just never came. Nothing. Like, I'll be honest, man. Watching Jade not have any interaction with Jamie Hayter, which I thought was that would have been a money match. Uh, no interaction with Britt Baker. I don't believe we saw it with Tony Storm. Never saw it with uh, Thunder Rosa either, did we? Uh no, I think they had one match, one match, oh, and I think I, and and I think it was a TBS title tournament finals. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was that either yeah, that or semifinal yeah. or something like that. So that's it, and it's like we and Thunder Rose has been gone for God knows how long now, and who knows when she'll actually be yeah, back. Might continue with, to be gone. Like we got uh, Britt Baker wrestling on. Uh, yeah, all three shows, baby. Yeah, like, come on out. I hope she pulls off a a four, a quattro when we get to the Russell Dream. Let's go. Burt Barker, all the shows. And it's so funny 
because another thing that happened, and I think this is AW is going down the wrong path, and I've said this, and you know, HBO Max and, and Warner Brothers can throw as much money as they want at them. But AW expanding to 12 pay-per-views per year is a bad idea. Oh man. They have uh. three months, they have three months in the cycle between every pay-per-view. And they still can't even do good with that. And they can't build for fucking shows three months in between. So look, I you know, I, I want I want AW to do good, but they, there's so much that has to be done to fix this. You know, I it's I'm so glad that we that we just don't care about wrestling that much right now because it's sad. Okay. And so it's it's just sad because I don't understand what the thought process is right now. You're letting if Jay Cargo is leaving, which I can't confirm or deny that she's actually leaving, but to my knowledge, she's out the door. Yeah. And you know, I like I said, I'm not for sure. You know, if she is or not, but everybody I've talked to said, Yeah, this is happening. So, if that's the case, and that's really happening, you've just lost a homegrown star who one of the few built for two years. You're possibly in danger, and I don't know if this is an exclusive, but you're possibly in danger of losing another. Homegrown star. I can't say who, but I guess it's easy to figure out. You ain't gonna lose Jungle Boy because he's gonna take a suspension and come back. And people are like, oh, dear, dear, look at you. Jack Perry got rid of Shim Punk. Oh, yeah. Like stupid shit like that. But there's a very prominent AEW wrestler right now who might be on his way out. Well, I was, hopefully AW will find a way to uh, still make the revolution be televised. I don't know. Uh, so the man who runs this and pays for this is Tony Khan. So when people give credit, Cody Rhodes did this and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. If Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks didn't have a Tony Khan to pay for this company, they would probably be in WWE, all of them, probably by now. Being completely honest. Tony Khan's money is what is the reason that AEW exists. I'm pro-worker always. But executive vice presidents, they had to find someone who had the capital and the wherewithal to, to put this money into this company and to book it. This is Tony Khan's brainchild. The elite are just the people who he brought in because those were the guys. If CM Punk would have in 2018 if if or 2017 if Tony Khan had talked called CM Punk and said, "Hey man, I want to start a wrestling company and I want to call it, you know, Straight Edge Wrestling or something like that." And Punk said, "Yeah, I'll do it." If Brian Danielson left WWE and said, "Hey, he could he could have called it whatever. He could have bought Ring of Honor and turned it into a, a you know, a, a show with T, with with TBS and TNT. He could have did this." So the elite they're important, but I don't believe there's a revolution that really has happened in that company 
outside of like the small things, right? Like there's people who have jobs in AEW who would not have jobs anywhere else. I'm aware of that and I know that and I think that's great for the business. And I think AEW is great for the business. But when you look at all friends wrestling, as people like to say, and you look at Cole Cabana having a job, Brandon Cutler having a job, the 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 EVPs have their wives making merchandise, and they've not specialized in merchandise before. This is the you know, it's like you're they don't people, they don't specialize in it now. In it now. <laughs> so it's like you have these different things happen in AEW where these things don't fucking up sense. people's travel. Like it's just it's just and I've spoken this before. I ran it about three or four weeks ago, about a month ago now on my issues with AEW and my issues got cleared up now but think about how long it took for that i've been working with them for two years i had issues there's people who still work there and working there and they still have issues so i think once again when people people are like oh cm punk got fired the weight lifted off her shoulders and then they turn around they got issues literally between santana and ortiz Britt baker is now on tv multiple times and getting title shots that weight lifted off your shoulders is uh, less money to carry around because he was their number one merch seller. Dynamite is regularly, I guess eight, the eight hundreds is just acceptable now because people just don't even bat an eye at that anymore. Um, they live in the eight hundreds now on that rampage and collision are in the absolute fucking shitter and the ticket sales are fucking terrible. So every single metric CM Punk helped with them all highest grossing gates. Highest merch seller, highest selling pay per views, all of it. It's sad, man. It's sad because CM Punk is truly. But all anybody cares about is that we got to keep the treehouse of trust without an outsider. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't. <sighs> I think the thing that bothers me the most about all this is that all this is preventable. All of this was preventable. The Jack Perry situation, preventable. You know how you prevent that? When people who work in high-ranking positions in the company tell a young guy, hey, don't do that. We don't want you to use real glass. And you keep insisting. And then you send the biggest star of the show to come say, hey, man, it's not a good idea to do it, and you're still adamant. First of all, you're a loser. Like you're an idiot for one, Jack Perry. And then the story leaks out, and guess what? You know that the start is that people think Punk leaked the story. I can tell you from the horse's mouth, he did not leak the story. He said it was, he did not leak the story. Someone else around him leaked the story, and he was asked if this was true, and he said, "Yeah." He said, "I only leaked the story because." It's only, 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 you know, only, this only came out because of somebody else said, but I didn't leak the story. He's like, I'm like, hey, I only responded to the dirt she's asked me, is it true? Because someone leaked it. And I said, it is true, but it's not like I was trying to like mess with him. He's like, it's just that people asked me to do it. So I did it. That's it. He's like, I'm not the cause of that story leaking now. He said, but I'm going to defend myself in public. If people talk about me, I'm going to defend myself. And that's, that's fine, but it's preventable. If Jack Perry never goes into business for himself and CM Punk and the Young Bucks had communication at All In, and even if the fight happened at All In, so what? It's wrestling. It happens. Eddie Kingston slapped three or four people backstage in the AEW. 
He is still working there. He has a title match coming up. But people like Eddie Kingston because he's likable. He's he he doesn't really make a lot of money for AEW right now. Like he's never been a big like money guy. But well, people like him mostly because they don't fucking let him be, which is a constant source of frustration. But continue. It's just weird. Like I said, people like Eddie. Eddie is um, you know, Eddie is someone who uh, people like, but they will look past his issues. And him being quote unquote problematic because they like him. You might not like CM Punk. So then everything he does becomes a problem. Then it's dur dur dur, CM Punk, dur dur dur, dur and, and Pepsi Phil, blah, blah, blah. Like that's what it is. And it's corny. It's stupid. It's all corny. I I I hate all of this. I hate every fan that's a part of this. <laughs> I I want people to understand, like. I've had women who are fans come to me and, and tell me like, oh, this person said this about me. Why are these people saying this? All over CM Punk. You guys are losers. Losers. It's terrible. And CM Punk apparently on this UFC thing said he has time on his hands and everybody's saying he's Got two months to go before he's free to do stuff. Now, the question is, what are you going to do? Was he terminated for 60 days, a.k.a. suspended for 60 days, and they called it a termination? Nobody knows for sure. We yeah. don't know the story. They could use it as like he got fired, and then he really was just suspended for 60 days, and they used that as a way to write him off. You don't well, really know. A way to write him off, but also to... You remember we 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 talked about it before to make a statement to make a show of it like yo we fired CM Punk over this shit we will fire you if if you want to keep acting dumb when in reality they really suspended him he's it's with the understanding that he'll be back and blah 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 that's that's a totally valid uh thing as well that might be going on you know you just never know now logically being as AEW they might be that dumb to have fired him and not actually bring him back. And he could easily go to WWE, which right now WWE has a lot of momentum. John Cena's back. Thank the writer's strike, which is something that I, you know, I think is a very serious thing happening in Hollywood. But thank the writer's strike for the return of The Rock and John Cena. And so the writer's strike, there's nobody else to come into AEW, though the rumor mill is buzzing at Mercedes Monet and Edge. Are both AW bound, which they could be. I can't confirm. I can't deny. I don't know. But I'm I don't not think saying that's... that they're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not gonna say they are. <laughs> the WWE is now officially merged with UFC Endeavor and all stuff like that. And now you're gonna see a different, I think a different approach. Start with The Rock coming back. Well, I mean, yeah, that is very cool. You know, and then you got Cena, and it's like, I think they might make, and they're bringing Jade, if they bring Jade in, and then possibly try to make a run at Punk, which I believe is possible, if, you know, unless he's just going to go back to AW, which I think... Kevin Garnett, baby. Anything's possible. And so it's weird. It's like, 
imagine you could lock down Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk and The Rock and Jay Cargill and John Cena for WrestleMania 40. It feels big again. Although I don't think WWE has done a good job of storytelling in, in ages. Like, because I think this bloodline storyline has gone on a little bit too long and they're like jumping the shark with it. It's kind of, but like, you could do something very big. And it's funny because I tweeted out the whole, you know, WWE's back, uh, The Rock's back, and <laughs> AW's in the mud, and people took it seriously. And then somebody was like, oh, yeah, WWE is, has to bring back legends because they can't seem to make new stars. And I was like, that's ironic because, hey, everyone on the show was fucking. Like I was like, that's ironic because I'm like, if you're saying that to take up for AEW, AEW is about to lose their biggest homegrown woman star that they've had. Like, they like so, and if they're and they're as they're bringing in Edge and Mercedes Monet, who used to be you know ten year veteran in WWE as Sasha Banks, so it's like obviously they're bringing in. Like people are like Sasha's not old, but I mean, like she's been around, and Edge is old, and Edge has been around for twenty five years. Like, hey, they, AEW fans, start popping off about making stars when the fucking show does a million viewers a week. Tell and them. also tell hey, them man, probably sit probably sit that fucking conversation out. I don't know, man. The Hangman Page versus Swerve feud, fuck yeah, has a lot of potential. And I remember about three or four months ago when I was told that this feud was possible and it could happen. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is done well, this is the feud that we want for both Swerve and both for Hangman. And here we are. The Young Bucks are getting involved. Maybe Kenny eventually gets involved a little bit. You know, something, you know. Um, I don't, I you know, like I said, I don't know what else i will say wrestle dream does look good as a card on paper um you know hangman versus swerve danielson versus zach saber jr those are two great matches those two matches should should be like it like really really exciting um so i'm interested to see that but i don't know like i said i i just i think AEW is understanding their strong suit is matches, not so much stories and not so much promos. And that's great, but I think you need a blend of that. And I think that's what guys like Starks and, and MJF and those different. And I think the Cole storyline with, with MJF, I think it's not jumped a shark, but I think it's it's kind of lost me a little bit. And it's just it's kind of just there. And I think at all in, they kind of missed an opportunity to do something with that. And it's kind of been struggling since. So, you know, like I said, AW's in a tough spot right now, but I think they'll make it out. I think there's a way and a path to fix everything. And with WWE kind of getting back on their, you know, on their shit and then trying to, you know, build up, build themselves back up again, maybe Tony takes himself seriously as a booker for the first time in ages and actually starts trying to make money off of his feuds and not just something that makes you know like 17 year old like fans of like you know pure wrestling go oh that was a great match oh that was awesome that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life like that's great oh Dave Meltzer rated five stars <laughs> does your favorite have five like, like stuff like that like that's it's corny man and so I, I, I don't yeah, like I said I think AW just needs more balance they have no balance right now there's no balance 
And once they find that balance, I think they'll be back. But everybody who sees all out and goes, oh, AW is so back now. They're so back. Yeah, they've back in the 800,000s for viewers. That's where they're like, back to. They've never been back. Like Back to 800,000 viewers and uh, back under 5,000 uh, in attendance per show. Which is sad, man. It's it's so sad because I think wrestling wise they have the ability to put on the best program possible. Absolutely, in all of wrestling, and they still hold, like I was talking about, I have a couple times. They still hold that electricity factor for me over the WWE, where you feel like you just don't know what's going to happen on an AEW show. They have that energy, they have that frenetic pace going with the energy of the show and the presentation of the show and anybody could show up and anything could happen um, that it just is missing from WWE so often for me. So they have it. It's all there. Um, they just need to fix it. A, That's all. Picked a tough time to shoot themselves in the foot. That's a fact. Yeah, that well, is a fact. DAR Sports Media will also be back, but we never went anywhere. But uh, we'll be back with football next week. We got two. Uh, we, you, and uh, you and Apollo have two albums out right now under the DAR banner. Uh, so everyone check those out on digital media. And we will have actually, uh, we're hoping to uh, some some throwback, some nostalgia hours coming up. Maybe some TV, uh, some music, some video games. Even uh, we got some awesome guests uh, in the works lining up uh, coming up very soon. Uh, True. Any plugs? Any hints? Um, yeah, well, I will say this, I, 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 one of my favorite rappers, um, recently got out of jail, um, BG is free and I would love to do a nostalgia hour talking about cash money records and, and just their history and just how great they, you know, they, they've done things. Um, it'd be nice to actually get one of the former cash money members on, on the show if possible. Um, Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. Um, I know there's some other rappers that, and, and artists and, and, and people that I've spoken to that could be on the show down the line. It's just all scheduling, man. So um, in terms of that, you know, just everybody stay tuned. DefineRevolution.com is still, you know, we're still going, but uh, haven't had any new content in the last couple of weeks. But we will have new content very soon. It's just, you know, going through a move and then. Yeah, the, ed- the editing on. staff all moved uh, the headquarters of the editing down to Atlanta, yeah. so that's yeah, so slow yeah. down post on the website. Yeah, but you know, over the next couple of weeks, man, like I said, you know, got some free time on my hands during the daytime. You know, when, when baby girls in school, so we will, you know, we'll try to make something happen. But other than that, like I said, um, you know, it's the final revolution dot com. Uh, you know, DR Sports and Media. Obviously, I have Comeback Trail out, and we have Straight Out of a Comic Book out as well with the DARHS group with myself, you know, Apollo and the rest of our, our, our boys, Shaggy and Pegs, of course, too. Um, myself, actually, I actually dusted off the recording equipment, you know, down here, and I wrote my first, <laughs> first, first verse into the first song in like three months. Um, so me and Apollo got another album coming out too very soon. So stay tuned about that. But uh other than that, man, that's that's pretty much it. You know, no more no more cheap plugs for me right now. <laughs> no cheap big, plugs for me right now. Big things are on the way. Everyone please be responsible about uh what you heard on this podcast or 
which you think you might have heard on this podcast. And always remember, the world of DAR never stops. Tizzy, Blizzy, Truy, Apollo, we. Everybody eat. Ready for everyone? As I'm blunted, as I'm running, never nothing under hunting. Plinking games and throws a bust of breezes. How a nigga stuntin' Baltimore? We verified with the two-step. Solo with coalitions, tipsy from jungle juice. Yes, making in this way your age potholes destroy your twenties. Now the drives riding dirty, dirty hoarding money's new yeah, yo. Buck fifty straight to the base. Out with the trap, with the cheese, no rent to escape. Everybody dragging heavy bags as a passion. That's why we had it. Cash addicts in the attics on top of living lavish. Hating the flagging asses. I think we lack the access. I'm making an actual access. Give us a passing message, best a matter of fact. Anybody lucky try it. Decide if you try to be the product with the price of riots. With the eye of the tiger, we can see tigers and iron. Never scared of defiant. It's Ant Hills to a giant. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Take the music world and carry it on my shoulders. My system's organized on a line like a solar. The value's big money, betting like a high roller. Respect is earned, no, it's never given. Placement and checks, that's the life that I'm living. Throw the alley oop to tears when I'm assisting and watch what's Slam ducking for the win with persistence. It's easy money, we don't even need to show out. When we in the game, it's a guaranteed blowout. Listen to the track and you can hear the variety. It's so old dog, we some menace to society. I'm a certified lyrical genius. Every 16, I'ma make it prestigious. Never egregious. No, it's not another. The flow is Booker T. Can you dig it, sucker? This is more than just a fire verse in my universe. My trick, might have such a true search or something in his universe. It might your worst, cause fire worse. Methods that could truly hurt. But who reversed the path you want? Just know that we didn't fire first. Can I disperse? Let me get back to business. My vision isn't clear, but through the lens. My passion witness. I speak for the ones. Bernie Mac of this era without the terror. Richard Pryor compiling strips to reach for the sun. You throw a finger in the sky, they know that we be the ones. If niggas looking for a problem, just know we be the ones. I'm from the west side, best side. We from the slums. I need placements, checks, and some reasonable funds. We charm city, take a drink, or throw some weed in the blunt. And you ain't built like we built. Ain't no reason to front. It's like I'm 0250 with no need for the gun. And I give you the 101 if you need reasons to stunt. This is Mervo meets Merlot. Poly meets politicians who city and power missions. We knighted in our inscription. This music is my addiction. Therapy for the wise. Make the point crystal. Giving you clarity in the vibe. There's no eye in team, they put an arrow on the dream. Let's see if they fix it in the DLC. Thousands of streams, millions and millions of fans see me. They wanna know how I got a song on TV. They can't fuck with me. True Blizz a tizzy, I am he, Apollo Belly. Hunter Gatherer, family man, and the rest don't matter. Rather it does, the earth shatters when you play us in clubs. Fly as a dove, fly as can be. I'm off the top rope and I'm high as can be. Moving freely, I can go anywhere I want to. And I don't need an entourage to slump you we got access they tell us to come through can't forget about me i won't allow it too many niggas at the top top of the over is crowded won't have my legacy clouded or shrouded in mystery we in museums this is history these niggas are frauds who they pretend to be can't speak about greats and don't mention me the checks and placements is the only thing that interests me